Welcome to the Bowtie Guy Podcast. On episode 28, we're going to hit up part two of the five key elements of differentiation according to the queen of mixed ability classrooms, the differentiation guru herself, Carol Ann Tomlinson. We left off in the last episode where I was talking about the implications of spending the first few days, first few weeks of the instructional school year and doing nothing but assessments. And I'm talking like sometimes it doesn't even need to be paper and pencil. Sometimes we could just utilize hand, sk- uh, hand signals um, to inform a general consensus, if you will, about public opinion or um, the think tank that you have in your classroom, which way the wind's blowing. So w- what their interests are, you can do a group think tank. I mean, just all of this is formative in nature, but it's constructive and it's a great opportunity to scaffold and to build upon the, the, the great things that these kids have already acquired in previous grade levels, but also gives you a roadmap as to where you need to go next and what obstacles, which potholes we need to avoid. Now, focusing on that third key element of differentiation, assessment. Assessment informs teaching and learning. You need to understand that. Put that in the old pipe and smoke it. You know, when you teach with a clear sense of learner status, that's understanding the attitude, aptitude, interest, and readiness of a student at each stage of their learning. You know what? It's the only way to provide the targeted challenge and support that each student legally needs to move forward. What I'm saying is, don't you think that it's almost criminal to not teach a child at their instructional level? If you're teaching 10 miles above their heads, they're not going to get next to diddly squat of what you're teaching. We have to know our audience. Shoot, we teach author's purpose as early as first grade. Probably some of y'all Dudley Do-Right's probably hitting it up in kindergarten. But what I'm saying is you need to understand your audience. You need to understand the the people that you're trying to reach. Now, without this understanding, instruction mismatches are most assuredly inevitable, leading to frustration in some of those learners and that negative Nancy, that ooby-dooby, that research-based unstrategy, if you will, of a child sitting there being bored. Talk about a nosedive, like a heat-seeking missile. That student achievement hitting up the toilet. Let's talk about the fourth key element of differentiation. Let's go ahead and call it for what it is. Instruction. Now, instruction that responds to variance and the wide spectrum of learners that may include student readiness, interest, and learning profile. We need to understand who it is we're teaching, what it is we're teaching, and why we're teaching so that there's transfer. You know what? When we focus on the differentiation aspect of readiness, it enables students to stretch or to perhaps maybe work a little bit comfortably, but sometimes uncomfortably, a bit beyond their current proficiency aptitude or levels with the supports that they need to make progress. Now, when we're talking about the umbrella of interest in terms of differentiation, it gives students an opportunity to connect with what they're learning to their passions and curiosities. Can I tell you, you tend to love what you're learning if you're fully engaged and applied and connected to what you're learning. Next, learning profile differentiation. So, go back to the, go back, kick it, kick it old school, baby. Howard Gardner and his multiple intelligences. Shoot dog almighty, we all intelligent. We all have different shades of giftedness. We're all gifted in something though, I don't care. We all have something that 
maybe maybe it's a uh, it's hidden within the treasure box. But by God, a good teacher is one that can not only create that 3D printing key, <laughs> you get them to unlock that gift so that they can utilize it. Now, let's talk about why it matters. Why this instruction as a, as it affects differentiation. Why it matters. You know what? When you attend to the readiness, it is necessary for learning growth. When you attend to interest, inevitably and, and collectively contributes to student motivation, especially when it comes to learn, uh, motiva- mo- motivation to learn. Now, when you attend to the learning profile, the, the wide spectrum, the wide diversity of learners in your network, in your community, your culture, it helps make learning more efficient, more transparent, and you know what? More comfortable. It, de- it develops a culture of trust between the teacher and the student. Now let's hit up the five, or the number five on our list of the five key elements of differentiation. What about classroom leadership and management? You know, I always channel Mrs. Doubtfire. If you, if you remember that movie from the early 90s, you know that uh, Robin Williams, he was dressed up at, like, a, like a lady, like an old lady. And, if, you know, and I, look, the, the thing is, look, makeup and wigs and all that stuff, and look, it, it could transform someone. He looked catastrophic, he, he looked, and it was catastrophic. It was almost uh, inducive of nightmares. But Robin Williams, he lost uh, custody of his children because he had no control. I think the movie opens up with house parties, uh, hip hop, ray, ho. Well, anyways, he's having like a giant party and then there's like a horse in the midst of their house. It was just chaos. He had no clue what he was doing. So he had to inevitably become Miss Doubtfire and uh, he did it kind of behest of his wife who fell in love with the idea of Mrs. Doubtfire, but it was really Robin Williams uh, who just wanted to be closer to his children. Now, this classroom leadership and management, what, what exactly does this mean? Okay, classroom leadership and management that support both flexibility and predictability can most assuredly, expectedly enhance student achievement. Teachers lead students to understand the classroom, the classroom in which they're, it's like a, it's like a learning laboratory where they're constructing Mona Lisa's. It is designed to work for each of them and that, you know what? We all have different kinds of desks. Some of those teachers have the sloppy Joe desk. You know what I'm saying? They can't find anything because they're just pop, 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 packing full of papers. But you need to understand that, you know, the classroom is a great place for learning. Is it comfortable in there? Is the temperature too hot, too cold? These are considerations that you need to make in what kind of learning environment, what kind of management you're going to undertake. Together, teachers and students, you know, they're, they're stakeholders in the learning. They create, they, they are the creators. And you know what? Together, collectively, if you want to build culture, give them a democratic vote, give them a voice. And collectively, you can implement classroom routines, expectations, so that, you know, mutually, teacher and student, and the student body within that classroom, they're all held mutually accountable. So why exactly are we going to take the time to hit that Horton hustle and discuss classroom leadership and management that effectively support both flexibility and predictability. You want to know why? Because a flexible, orderly classroom, you know what? It's not just wanted by the, the, the best administrators. By God, it's necessary. If you're going to accommodate students who are employed, who are working on varied tasks and inflexible groups, 
here's what you need to understand. It's also the foundation, the, the flipping bedrock of a classroom that supports student thinking. Now, do you have a do you have a collection of thinkers? What I'm saying is, do you actually take the time in the beginning of the school year where you have such a formative ball of Play-Doh and you're about to make you're about to make this beautiful sculpture out of that Play-Doh collectively between you and the, the you the teacher and you and the student. But it's a it's a tango, it's a dance. Alright? It's it's something that both have to be mutually employed, engaged, and committed to. Alright? A flexible, orderly classroom is necessary to accommodate students working on varied tasks in flexible groups. It's also that bedrock of a classroom that supports that student thinking. You t- you take the time to create that culture of thinking. Shades of thinking. Shades of meaning. Getting those kids to get uncomfortable. By God, what happened to the generations of risk takers, backbreakers? They were, look, they, they were the kind of people, they were not afraid to fail. Because by God, they get they knew one of the great one of life's greatest lessons is that failure tends to be one of our greatest, greatest teachers. Now, this concludes part two of two of the five key elements of differentiation by the mixed ability classroom guru, the queen bee of differentiation, Carol Ann Tomlinson. This is your boy, the Bowtie Guy. Pop in. We'll see you in episode 29. Peace.